Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Where to what? Good morning. It's Friday, October 8th. This is Kentucky Roll Call, Roll Call. on Big Exports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush here with Trevor Kelsey and Douglas, the producer, to get you ready for the Wildcats big game Saturday night. Sold out crowd at Kroger Field against the LSU Tigers. The first game between the two in Lexington. Since 2007, Trevor, it's going to be a big weekend in the bluegrass. But before we get to it all, before we get to our picks of the week, before we get maybe an appearance from the sports talker dadder, the sports father. Sports father. How are, right. how are you doing, buddy? Oh, man, it's Friday, thankfully. I'm ready, I'm ready to sleep in tomorrow, at least until, you know, 11, wake up for a new kickoff. So other than that, I'm doing awesome. Oh, by the way, there's a big game for Kentucky this weekend. I had no idea. You had no idea. Wow. No idea. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I did that. I wish somebody had told me. I, I haven't heard a thing about the selling shoe game. Well, I've heard. I mean, it's as if Kentucky's five and zero, and I'm their like their hottest streak. And my co-host is interviewing Jacob Hester on video, and I, 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 mean, I don't know. I mean, it's big time stuff. I was, I was actually going to. I was thinking about putting it on the show, but it was 20 minutes. And Trevor, I know you would have liked to not done anything for 20 minutes. Well, I don't do anything for two hours when I'm on the air anyway with you. Hey, boom. <laughs> but uh, it felt like it was, uh, eh, you know, a little on the lengthy side. But it was a good conversation with uh, Mr. Hester, who, man, big time loser last time he was here. Like huge, huge loser. He seemed a little too modest for my taste in the in the, the clips I saw. I, I would have been more like, you know, screw you. Uh, we should have won. We were just still pissed off about Arkansas, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, but also it was good that he took his medicine. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. He did. He was, uh, he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. Um, and also one who's not a big take guy. So that's something I wanted to get to. I tell, what, I tell you one thing he did. I could. I thought he was back on fourth and one stuff. I thought he was too. I'm glad he said that because I thought he was the guy who got tackled. I mean, I yeah, I don't know if it was my memory. Just I mean, I, I you know, it's sad as I just still remember like being over at my what like the house I was at watching the game with my buddies. And because he was actually at the game, so I went over. To, he said he had a big screen. I didn't at the time, so he was like, "Oh, yeah, uh, in my house, watch the game." I'm like, "All right, cool." So I went over there to watch the game while he and his wife went to it. And uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. I guess I, you know, we were we were talking about uh, you know the Mandela effect or uh, on uh, on the show yesterday with Rutherford. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's maybe this, is that part of it? Like everybody just, I think Jacob Hester for some reason just in my brain I didn't bend it over the years that he was the. He was the fourth and one stuff, but I guess he said it was Charles Scott. I guess the that's you, the you maybe maybe he was lying to us in that interview. 
Maybe he's like, they don't remember. Why would they remember? That was like, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah, and I don't know why we would put, like, why we would put Hester in that position instead of Charles Scott. Charles Scott even had a better day that day. But I guess just because Hester was more of a name for that team, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I thought, because I thought the same thing, too. I even wrote it down as a question. And then when he was like... <laughs> They go, well, I'm glad I didn't ask that. Um, I, mean, I did do the thing, too, where I forgot that LSU had already played a game on the road, but that game at Mississippi State was a nooner. I bet Mississippi State, and I still forgot that LSU won that game. I guess it's because I was just in denial that they won that game. Now, had they lost to Arkansas the week after you all or before you, I thought? No, no, it was like a month later. They didn't lose to Arkansas oh, okay. in November. It was very late in the year. That was like a double overtime game to uh, Darren yeah, McFadden. Yeah. And, uh, Three OTs, yeah. yeah, yeah. Felix Jones, Darren McFadden, and uh, Peyton Hillis were on that team, I believe. Yeah, so, there you go. And uh, Kentucky beat him the following year at Arkansas. But uh, Charles Scott wasn't even LSU's leading running back. I thought, he, didn't they have another running back on that team? other than Because Esther was technically the fullback. Scott was that day. Oh, well, okay, that day. But I thought that, that day team. he had like 142 yards. Um, but uh, I was thinking they had another running back on that team that was better than Scott. Or maybe it was better later on, but it wasn't that year. I know they had Trendon Holiday. He got a lot of play as the return man. Uh, he had five carries for 24 yards in that game. Uh, Ryan Perilou, maybe? Or was that the backup quarterback? The running nah, quarterback? That, that would be the backup because that's not a name I was thinking of. Yeah, no. I'm not. At least in the UK game, I'm not seeing it. It was a Charles Scott-Jacob Hester combo. But, uh, yeah, Hester, yeah. I like the way he put it, too. Like, hey, Kentucky fans, they were nice about it. Florida fans, they suck. They're mean about everything. When you, at least when you guys rushed the field, y'all were like, "Good game," you know. Glad we, but glad we won. Which that would annoy me even more as a player. Like I would almost rather have people just be jerks than like, you you played well, you played well, um, but that's fourteen years ago, long long time ago. And the thing that I think is probably the most significant connection to this week is that in a similar fashion, LSU just had a big win over Florida. Their win was at Florida. Kentucky's win was at home. And then LSU goes on the road. Can't handle the back-to-back. Can Kentucky handle the back-to-back this week? We'll see. We'll see. I uh, I know we had this discussion, or I've had this discussion plenty of times to this point so far, but in Kentucky's defense. That's what not they're good at, right? In their defense. But if you were going to have a letdown game, Trevor, I mean, they already had it against their FCS team. You know, no, like, no, I don't, they haven't had it yet. They're, they're going to have it after possibly the Georgia game at Mississippi State. No, I don't. I mean, was it wasn't it at Mississippi State uh, that you lost after this game that year? You lost to Florida the following week, and then Mississippi State. Ah, uh, okay. See, my memory's yeah. a little, little, little. little. Two thousand seven was was a murky year. I was working at the country club. You know, I was doing doing all kind of stuff. I think it was Louisville was good that year, year, so you probably yeah. you know were. You know. Yeah, there, there was a lot going on at the time. Actually, no, they weren't. They stunk. That was Craig Torf. Remember? Yeah, but, yeah, that was no, that was great. No, great no that, that's why it was a murky year in my memory because I was trying to forget what was going on with Louisville. 
So I was, you know, having to, to double the intake. I like how he brought up Raphael Little because I always thought Raphael Little was an underrated UK running back. Yeah, and uh, Little actually didn't even play in that LSU game. He had a lot of injuries that year. Yeah, I know he did. He had a lot and of injuries then, in his career in general. And then that, I, I didn't realize this either, but um, he got hurt in the senior bowl that uh, Hester was at. So, uh, oh, wow. But, uh, and it's also kind of funny too. I mean, 14 years later, I mean, he's, you know, 36, 37 years old, friends with some of these guys, played in the NFL with them. Woodyard and Tammy used to give them all kinds of hell when they played in the, on the Broncos together. And uh, Chargers, but he would know better than I would. Did he get, I don't know, he might be lying about not getting. He played for both. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played for both. Uh, probably got drafted by the Chargers. Yeah, I remember but, uh, being with the Chargers at least. He did kind of come off like a Clint, like, like how little fans always talk about how Clemson was just way too nice when they beat you. That's how he came off as to me. Like a Clemson guy almost. Well, we're not going to be nice when we beat him on Saturday. Right? <laughs> yeah. Kentucky fans are getting that. The niceness, that was 14 years ago. Kentucky's gotten a lot more cocky and a lot more arrogant and a lot more annoying since, right? Trust me, LSU, you'll find out. This L school already knows how 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 obnoxious they can be. <laughs> he fumbled the ball. He ran for 900 yards on it, but we made him fumble once. <laughs> I mean, he did fumble. People See, don't I'm, forget talking, that, See I'm talking about Jacob. Yeah. People don't forget that. Your, your interview uh, was two faced. <laughs> the the one thing that uh, I had not realized, though, for as much as guff as we've gotten. LSU's defense up into the point this year for being the worst pass defense in college football. Um, not in college football, second worst in the SEC. But against Auburn, <laughs> not even the worst, the worst in college football. I mean, second worst in the SEC. <laughs> well, I mean, the SEC is college football, Trevor. So, uh, yeah, oh, does bad. anybody else really matter? No, no, they, they, they don't. And, and there's another example of that arrogance I was just referring right. to. It do, does not matter whatsoever. But, I mean, they still gave up only 27 yards to Tank Bixby a week ago. Less than 100 yards total for Auburn's two running backs. A team that likes to, that stays dedicated to that running game uh, because Bo Nix, well, you know. You can only be dedicated to the past so much when you've got Bo Nix as your quarterback. So I think what LSU is going to try to do is they're, I think they're really going to sell out to stop Chris Rodriguez, Cavassier, Smoke, and Co. And as much as we love the things that Will Levis eats and the fights that he gets mayonnaise companies into online, it's Kentucky needs him to. Have a good day to play confident in the pocket and to to hit on a couple of those explosive plays that he's been off on ever since that Missouri game. Really, those first two games went well. Since then, he's not been able to connect on the deep ball. Been a little short on him. Kentucky really needs those deep balls back. They don't need necessarily need Russell Wilson deep balls, but they need to get Will Levis playing well. They don't need him to win the game. But just to play well enough to keep drives alive, something we could not say in that Florida game, Trevor. I don't know why you're so worried about the, thinking LSU's run defense. I mean, they gave up over 200 yards to UCLA. They gave up 163 still as a team to Auburn. And they gave up 115 yards rushing to Mississippi State. I didn't think Mike Leach's, Mike Leach's team had 115 yards rushing in a hole in a season, let alone one freaking game. 
I mean, you're talking over five yards of carry to all three of those teams. Now I'm only bringing up three teams because who cares about Neat State and Central and Central Michigan? That's fair. When they did when they did hold them to a, a good stat, which would would probably make your season overall look like it's decent. But I mean, when you're playing three Division One teams and giving up you know over 100 yards in all three, over 150 in two of them, and over 200 in the other. And by the way, three teams and only one of them actually runs the ball decently. That's not too great. Now, don't get me wrong. That's actually better than what Louisville's facing with Virginia, who's been even worse against the run. Knock on wood, that continues for us, too. Uh, this is the reason why I'm, I'm really liking the, the Louisville-UK parlay this weekend. Oh, by the way, not to, not to look too far ahead. I was, I, was on the, uh, I was on the good old app last night, just kind of giving it up because I'm going to go up to the Nano later, so I'll make my bets later. It's last night in my bed, and I'm looking through the – the, you know, the card, I'm thinking, okay, who do I, who do I maybe going to like for tomorrow? And obviously, I like LSU. I like Louisville. Probably jinxing them both. Uh, and I like Louisville last week at seven and a half. This was a bad jinx because I can't still probably win and cover with that spread so small, both two and a half. Uh, I guess Kentucky's three. But I happen to notice for some reason the Georgia-Kentucky line is on there. Oh, early line for next week? What, what was you, the early line? talking about an early line. I mean, you haven't even had this week's game yet. George hasn't even played this week. And then, I know. They've been doing that more. And, more. and, I, and I, I'll be honest, I do kind of like Georgia minus 16 against uh, Auburn this week as well. But uh, Kentucky, 25-point underdogs. Oh, man. And I'm not going oh, I'm not, I'm not to lie. I thought, you know. I'm seeing that too. 24 and a half uh, is the biggest insider on. I'm, I, I'm not going to. And I thought to myself, you know, uh, bring this up on the show tomorrow. And I tell them that I am really looking at thir- uh, like a three-digit bet on Kentucky. That's not. That's not. A, trust me. That's not me trying to be a, a troll jinx by betting. You know, for you to lose. If I'm betting that much on you, I honestly think you're going to cover. Yeah. Now I do see that game being as we kind of laughed with Lucky yesterday. We talked about the twenty-one nothing, and you know, I, I see this game being like twenty-four to maybe seven, twenty-four ten, twenty-four thirteen. Being very low scoring and Georgia probably winning double digits, maybe, but I cannot see them winning by over twenty by by twenty five. I just I just I just I can't unless it's like twenty seven to nothing, which is maybe a possibility where I could see and that's and it's not like being a blowout domination like it sounds kind of game that's real slow, sloppy, two good defensive teams. Maybe they score a defensive touchdown when you're trying to force it late, being down, you know, three, two scores, two and a half scores. Uh, but that's that's how I kind of see the game going. And also, I thought I'm going to say the – I think it was the over-under in the LSU game, too. That, that Or maybe it was – because Georgia didn't have an over-under. I think it was maybe over-under in the LSU game on the line that really tickled my fancy as well. I want to say it was – I want to say it was 59, maybe? And I thought, ooh – I could see this game being low score. No, no, that was it was Georgia game they take not to that back. I'm sorry. Georgia Auburn was like fifty nine. Ooh. Hello, everybody. Oh it's the sports father. Oh hello. Am I still from on last night's vices? What am I hearing? Oh my goodness. It's a wacky Friday. TJ, Trevor, you have you back. You have vices. You should talk more about that on radio. Oh yeah, it's it's uh yeah you know I can't I can't I can't lay off that uh, that Gatorade. It's so good. 
Oh, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Roush, first off, thank you for hosting the show this week. Trevor, thank you for hopping on and, and joining us uh, every every day or most days. I guess you didn't do Monday because I did Monday. But Yeah, I couldn't um, do Monday as arrogant as y'all were going to be after that win. I was there. Yeah. You know. God, God, for, God forbid we get excited when we get a top 10 win around this joint. But I, I, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to stay, Roush, but I did at least want to pop on. It is a Friday. How can you not be pumped up? Kentucky football riding high. Huge game against LSU tomorrow to get to 6-0. and Bowl eligibility to stay in first place in the SEC, to move up in the AP rankings, to stay in the college football playoff race, the SEC East race. I'm pumped, man. I like it's been a good thing having a baby this week because it's made the week go by a little faster. Right. Like your focus is not just clock watching, counting down the moments until Kentucky kicks off. You've got you've got other things to worry about, which by the way, how how's Lucy doing? How's uh how's dad life at home? She is doing great. It's written Abe's coming into the office now. And oh boy, that's been, been one of the that's been one of the funnier parts is that's, Abe's. That's why I want to ask how Abe is doing that. I've been worried about I've been worried about Lucy. I've been worried about you and Hannah handling anything. I'm worried about Abe's taking the fact that he's not the center of attention as the baby right now. A- Abe is our seven-year-old dog for those that uh, yeah. that don't know, and he is the definition of a Velcro dog. He's got to be touching a human pretty much at all times. He it does have to be the center of attention. First and foremost, Lucy is the center of our world almost instantly. She is beautiful and great, and we're so happy, and 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 we're we're doing well. We're uh, she wife was a little iron deficient. So we're just keeping an eye on Lucy and doing some tests and stuff, but she's good sleeping well, eating fine. Um, she's a smaller baby. So that, that kind of plays in with just keeping an eye on making sure that, that her weight's staying good and all that stuff, but as a smaller human being as well. So all things considered, we're, (laughs) we're, we're, we're doing great. And, uh, it's been such a whirlwind, but wouldn't change anything in the world. And wife has been an absolute rock star throughout all this. Cause Roush, as you know, and, and fathers out there that know you, Fella can't do too much the first several weeks, you know, like unless, unless these milkers of mine come in, I'm, I'm basically just standby. Which by the way, that you never know, they might. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. They've really, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? (laughs) During this pandemic, you would think that the milk had come in, but uh, not so much yet for me, but no, I'm basically just like an assistant. What, what, what she says I do, or I try to do, but she's been an absolute rock star and just happy and blessed and feel very lucky with everything so far. And uh, none of this would be, I don't know if it'd be possible, probably would, but wouldn't be fun if I didn't have such a great support system with friends and family and so many people that have reached out, including everybody at Big X and uh, means a lot. And the people that have texted in, tweeted in all that stuff, really, I've seen it, even though I haven't been on the show, I've seen it. I've been listening to you all, not full two hours every day because sleep um, sometimes, yeah. but, but right. most of, but most of the show, uh, both days and you all have been cracking me up and uh, it's been, it's been really good. I'm very happy. I'm a very happy guy. Uh, with Abe, though, Abe just I, – I didn't know exactly what to expect, but he gave her one sniff, and then it was just like old news, baby. Like, I don't <laughs> – like, you, you don't even exist to me anymore. So he doesn't really act like she exists. Um, he'll, like – I'll be holding her. I'll be holding Lucy, and Abe will come up and lay next to me but won't even, like, look at her, uh, sniff her again. I swear, he's giving her one sniff, and that's just like, 
That's all I need. I'm good. So that's been really weird to see for a dog that's so obsessed with his parents, Hannah and me, that the baby's just like, eh, you're a prop. I don't, you, right now, you're not much to me. Maybe when she starts dropping food and eating solids, he'll be much more interested in her. I'm, I would, I would bet that would be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you're right about that. Also, when she starts making a little bit more noises, like I, maybe then as well. Have we had him barking at people outside and waking her up yet? Okay, so can I tell you something that was kind of interesting that happened yesterday? I do want to talk sports too, by the way, because I've just had like oh, what a, what a sport what a sports night last night. Seriously, that oh, was man. Yeah. unbelievable. USA soccer, uh, obviously the Red Sox took it on the chin, made some money on them losing. So dumb to pitch Covering. the pitcher that pitched oh. two nights ago. Why would the Red Sox pitch the guy that pitched two nights ago? It, he lasted an inning, I think, an uh, inning and a third. God, stupid. Uh, so stupid. Yeah. I don't so know dumb. anything about baseball and know that that's really stupid. The Rays are just better than the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox will get a game, maybe two, to to force it to five. But I would be surprised if they were able to win this series. The Rays are just dominant, man, that as much as I hate it. And then, of course, I don't know, Trevor, I doubt you watched it, but the Rays had a home run that hit off the ceiling at Tropicana, or I don't even know if they call it Tropicana anymore, but what a dumb baseball stadium. That plays into the part of how much I hate about the Rays. And then what they did also, the Rays, for the ALDS, they opened up their upper-level seating for ticket hold, for, for to be able to purchase tickets. It's like, oh, how kind of you all. You've been one of the best teams in baseball, maybe the best team in baseball, and now you're just making the stadium full capacity. What a bunch of losers. But well, <laughs> the fact they couldn't have sold out even when they've been one of the best teams in baseball. I mean, yeah. It's a humiliating. Well, but that doesn't Chicago doesn't have more family members. <laughs> that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they're not better than the Red Sox, unfortunately. But uh, I hate the Rays and they they get a, a a big suck it. USA soccer gets a much needed win. They're at the top of the World Cup qualifying table where they belong. Whew, that's good. It wasn't pretty at all times, but they get the win. That's nice. And then an awesome Thursday night football game that actually turned out to be pretty ugly. But like we've been getting Jaguars Dolphins on Thursday night football. So to get the Rams and the Seahawks felt like a real treat. But then that game didn't really live up to the hype. And then, like I said, to start, you got UK Florida tomorrow. So I do want to talk a little sports. Uh, the the short time I do have on the air today. There, there's been a lot going on. Trevor, I've been listening, obviously, as you know, to uh, the Mike Rutherford show as well. I think L cruises tomorrow, by the way. I don't think Virginia is all that great. But, uh, Roush, you impressed with Trevor doing double duty this week? Look at him. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a proud pop. I mean, and, <laughs> and the fact that we only had one morning where there was like the, you know, I came in right as the open was finishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, just like old times. Trevor coming in, you know, right I, at the same level. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I feel like that, you know, the, the the one of the classic running gags in Airplane where the guy's like, oh, I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. Like, <laughs> I picked the wrong week just like got doing caffeine and then doing double duty now. So it's, I need to, I need to wake up. Wake up. But hey, big gay, TJ, my question for you. How how much time have you spent being nervous about tomorrow's game, being anxious about tomorrow's game, thinking about the crowd at tomorrow's game, uh, thinking about sleeping during tomorrow's game? What, what's your mindset going into the game against LSU? Well, I... I'm not going, which does pain me, but it's the 7.30 game with a newborn. Wouldn't get home till 1 or something. So it just wasn't going to happen. I am – let's keep this between us, us fellas here on the okay. radio. 
I am going to try to make my play for Packers Bengals on Sunday. That's you a that's a one that, right? that, that's a one o'clock game. I'd get home much, you know, I'd get home around six at the absolute latest. So like, yeah, you, know, you that, can have grandma or grandpa come over mm-hmm. and like the help. first extended, yeah. the first like extended hangout. We, we've had the grandparents stop by and, and say hello. And we've had a few friends and other families stop by and say hello. And that's been really, really nice to see everybody, but they've been quick, you know, cause breastfeeding and all that stuff. And, but, but, uh, you know, Sunday seems like a good time to have some extended, extended family time so that's what i'm trying to make the play for um i hate that i'm not going to be there but i've spent all week thinking about the game roush i've read everything out there ksr has had great coverage uh throughout the week and did you hear the ed orgeron show orgeron show last night yeah have you all talked about that uh we had not because I, I think it just uh the audio came out uh yesterday morning somebody so- tweeted out that clip so this is like this is maybe the worst take uh, or a hot take. I don't know. I, I feel like either Kentucky's going to cruise, maybe you know, similar maybe to 2018 Mississippi State. I was tweeting about that game earlier in the week. People misremember that game a little bit. Like it was a domination by Kentucky, but the domination didn't really set in until the fourth quarter. It yeah, was tied. It was, right, right. Like it was one of those games where like Kentucky's kicking their ass, but it's a tie ball game yes. for three quarters. What the hell yes. is going on here? Yes, and then the payout quarter was the fourth, where Mississippi State just wore down, Benny Snell punished them, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I could see a similar mold tomorrow, but what I think is going to happen is either Kentucky's going to win and the final score is going to be a comfortable win, or Kentucky's going to lose. I don't think this is really going to be like a close game that Kentucky ekes out at the end, which is kind of weird to say because that's been about three or four Kentucky wins this season for the most part. But I think, Ellis, I think there's blood in the water. And I think if Kentucky goes out there with the effort and the mentality they had against Florida, it, it should be a comfortable win for Kentucky. On the flip side, LSU is going to be pretty desperate and desperate teams go one of two ways. They, they rally and they feel inspired and they, they finally come together and the pieces click and you get a important win or a desperate team, like a house of cards, Roush. It's just one, one little miscue and LSU season can go all the way down, collapse, go South. And that's what I'm hoping for, obviously, but that's, that's the way I'm looking at it. Cause it seems like things are really shaky in Baton Rouge and you back a, a a cornered animal, and they're going to fight. But how much fight does LSU have left in them? I think we'll find that out Saturday. If UK can come out hot, if they can have a Missouri-like start, LSU's offense ain't going to be able to 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 do what Missouri did, unless Kentucky's defense can completely just took off the second half. I think that uh, Kentucky comes out, starts hot we should have a really fun Saturday night. Kentucky, I think, is just better than LSU. And you get all the hiccups with LSU and you get the players that are out. Kentucky's got to take advantage. This is a big game for Mark Stoops. Every SEC game is. But you've got everything out in front of you. You win this game, you're going to sell out that Tennessee game. It's going to be three straight home sellouts. The Tennessee game, obviously, down the road. You'll have to go to Athens, and you'll have to go to Starkville before that game. But a lot's on the line here. So I hope Stoop, I hope Stoops has everybody fired up. I think he does. I do wish UK Athletics was doing a little more for this game. And you may say, well, what more would you want them to do? I don't know. I just feel like last week there was a little bit more of a buzz could be wrong about that. I've also been a little more out of the loop rush than you all have, but <laughs> yeah. do, you, you, do you disagree with that? I mean, I, I think they've done 
a good job with the teaser stuff. I, I have a feeling they're saving just things for tomorrow. Like they could have brought in some players from the, the 2017 well, team and honored them in some way, maybe. Well, I think they are, but I think it's going to be a surprise. Like Stevie Johnson's going to be there, Dickie Wine's going to be there, Jacob Tamey's going to be there. So, like, I have a feeling there's going to be a big con- like contingent of the 07 team there, but. It's also one of the cases like whenever you report uh, recruiting news, expected to be there. You know, plans can change last minute. So, uh, but I have a feeling they're going to bring out a lot of those guys. I know people got really hyped for uniform talk. Um, I, I I had to warn a DM slider that I'm very anti caring about uniforms until I watch them play in them. Uh, but hey, Chrome Domes, Chrome Domes are back, so that'll get the folks fired up. Chrome Domes are back. Uh, We had an exclusive report yesterday, KRC, to report Rich Brooks will not be there tomorrow, unfortunately. I really wish he would have been. But he will be in for the Tennessee game. And per sources, open invite to play golf with me. Uh, We'll let you know what ends up happening there with Rich Brooks. But he will be in town for the Tennessee game. Yeah, and we didn't know that, like, Waka Flock of Flame was going to be there last weekend either, right? right so there right, could be yeah. some surprises. Um, I just we, – we need that atmosphere. We need that energy level to be like it was Saturday. That was huge for, for the upset win against Florida. I, I, I am curious what you two think about this Kentucky LSU game. I know you all have been talking about it all week, and I know that uh, you all have another – 90 minutes to talk about it the rest of today's show but just gut feeling it's friday morning the game uh you know 36 hours away or so what are you all feeling uh, first roush i guess and then i'll kind of want an outsider's perspective with trevor although he is a, a hater and loser of which there are many big time loser uh but the cats not big time losers <laughs> I, I, it's one of those that i haven't gone back and forth a lot on where Kentucky should like they're the better team from a team football perspective they're a better team now LSU does have incredible athletes that probably might even have even more NFL guys than Kentucky has on this team but just playing as a whole they don't run the ball well they rely too much on a okay quarterback Max Johnson's pretty good but you put some pressure on him and he starts making really dumb decisions, throwing the ball over his head. He's a wild card. He's fun to watch. Uh, Butte's a really good player. But I think if I think if you really just keep Butte to like, hey, what's less than 30 yard receptions for you? I think Kentucky, I, I, I just I really see a path to having a lot of success here. And I, I think that Kentucky gets the win if they've got enough legs underneath them. I know that was tough last week, but it's going to be tough on LSU bouncing back from a loss to Auburn at home. So I uh, I, I feel generally pretty good, but I, I just hope that the worry I have against a team like LSU, that brand name, is putting just enough fear of God in this team to make sure that they come out ready to play. Because if you come out quickly and you score first and you really put it on them, uh, LSU could spiral quickly. They could. That I totally agree with you. And then you get the crowd just going absolutely bonkers. You get Go- Grove Street Party rocking and rolling. And, and you could get LSU kind of in-house fighting on the sidelines. You're getting a lot of new guys that aren't really used to, to these types of reps and these type of games. It is crucial Kentucky comes out hot 
it doesn't mean scoring a point every single possession, but you gotta you gotta have the offense moving the ball. And I, I tweeted it out. And I do think it's as simple as this. If Will Levis plays well, yeah. I, I can't imagine there's drama in this game. Um, I will say this though, Roush. We all three picked Florida last week. We all three cannot pick Kentucky this week. I no, know Hoosier no. Dingus is on his like 17th vacation, uh, but we all can't pick Kentucky this week. We, I will right. not allow it as a KRC. Uh, Trevor, your thoughts? You might as well pick LSU then because I'm picking Kentucky. I, <laughs> I'm more confident about this game for Kentucky than I was last week. And I, th- I think more last week I liked you against Florida, but I just want to go with the numbers and figured you just lose close. So I went with the bet anyway, with the points, not the overall win. But you know, times have changed, and I think, yeah, I think LSU is done. Uh, I think it's no secret I'm not a huge O fan as a coach. Love listening to him as an interview sometimes, but as a coach, man, not so much. I, I like I, – I'm with you. I like I love the parlay of Kentucky and, and Louisville this weekend. I think I think it's going to be a nice little payday for Trevor. I think, you, I think you're going to send – and this is going to be a game where I think you send LSU not into – as I compared it to, like, 2018 Louisville-type spiral, but – I mean, their schedule after this, they've got like a road game. They're home against Mississippi State. But then I think it's Mississippi State or they get the Ole Miss. And they got like on the road against Ole Miss, on the road against Arkansas, Alabama. I know that. And like two of their next three games. This is, I think this is the, the game that it kind of implodes them and then and leads them in that tailspin with some more tough games on the road after this. this I think Kentucky puts the nail in the old cop and you could put it, put it, put, put them up there right next to Spurrier's head. Like, like King Joffrey. Wow. People do forget that UK made Spurrier just quit midseason, which was just a real hoot. Just People a real Spurrier had the great comment when they asked him about beating Clemson. He was like, how good is that? Did Kentucky beat him? That, yeah, it was Spurrier. But again, and, and Spurrier loved beating Kentucky. And boy, did he love rubbing it in. And Spurrier was such a treat to college football and just really football in general. But – UK got the last laugh, and that's all I care about. Roush, you're probably overdue for a break. I think I can maybe hang out one more segment. Oh, nice, nice. Well, let's take a break, come back, and talk a little more sports with the sports father. (laughs) All right, this is Kentucky Roll Call. These guys have been killing it all week, and I'm very appreciative for them. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Roll Call. Believe me, the world could show nothing to me. So what good would living do me? God only knows what I'd be without you. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah! The best freaking team in all the land! Woohoo! Welcome back in Kentucky Roll Call. Thought you would be good with playing chicken with the comeback. Oh, we, we totally were just playing a game of chicken I, right there. Too. I didn't. It's it's your show this week. You're. I, I didn't want to step on your toes, and that can be like we can switch. You know, intros and all that stuff just regularly. I, I, I it doesn't bother me none, uh, one way or another. But a sure good song there. Good, good song there, and appreciate also all the help from producer Douglas this week as well with kind of this herky-jerky schedule that we've had with the KRC folks. But uh, we're back. Roush, read an ad. You have to. I don't want to talk about actually. I mean, salsaritas tonight. So here's the thing, guys. I got to talk to you all about what's happening 
going to uh, it's it's alumni night for U of L volleyball. So you know we usually go to that game every year. Um, should I? That would tweet... be one of the top rated team, like number two team in the country volleyball. Yeah, they, they yeah they haven't lost yet, so it should yeah. be a great time. I'm really excited. We're taking Duke, having salsaritas uh, before the game because they're smart at U of L volleyball. The football team wouldn't be smart enough to do this, but they're catering salsaritas. It's so easy to get the the nacho table tailgate for your tailgate. Just download the app. You can get that or the taco bar. They've got a lot of different options, uh, and it's all it's all so good. I'm I'm really going to be hoarding some of the chips tonight. Duke's a big oh, chips man. and salsa fan, and I know that his life is going to forever be changed when he gets the wildly addictive salsaritas chips. So. Get Salsaritas today. Download the app. Get the catering for your tailgate tomorrow. There's two locations, one St. Matthews, one in Middletown. Uh, the chips melt in your mouth. You do not even need teeth all yet. The, the hilarious moment in all this is going to be when Duke enjoys the hot salsa uh, while Justin Kalen, like a 34-year-old, says it's too spicy. Mm, well, in his defense, the older you get, the spicier things can you need. Trust me, I'm speaking from experience. You can't handle the spicy as much. TJ, I don't know if you've heard this week. I, I went to Salsaritas, I think, on, on Monday. And I, I, told, I stole the texture's advice. And I got, like, them to give us the, the, the seasoning. Give me the seasoning on the side. And they gave me, like, yeah. a, a big thing of it, which covered my Salsarita meal. But, I mean, I love this stuff so much. I've been putting it on every meal I've gotten since then. Like, I, I, went, like, to, I, went, to the like, I went to the diner in our area last night and got, like, a meatloaf. And I'm putting it on that. I'm putting it on their mashed potatoes. I mean, I'm putting it on everything. Great for the blood pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my, I like, I took it, I poured out the salt in the salt shaker and just replaced it with the seasoning. Oh, it, yeah. More sodium. It's like the uh, Danos tagline that you see sometimes during UK football games. Trevor yeah. puts that stuff, puts that ish on everything, as, oh, as yeah. he would say. But uh, it's great. Salsaritas is amazing. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. If you're heading up to the Krogue this weekend, Bring yourself a tailgate, a nacho table tailgate. You'll be the hero. U of L's at home this weekend as well. Salsarita is the perfect catering option for your tailgates or your watch parties. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Real quick, Roush, yesterday, uh, Mike Rutherford was trying to explain the Mandela effect to Trevor. Trevor, can you tell us what the Mandela effect is, please? Yes, it's when you uh, when something that you think is – the way it is over time, it's embedded in your brain, but yet it's not actually what it seems. Kind of like where we thought Jacob Hester was the one stopped on yeah. 41, but turned out as he told Nick yesterday, it was Charles Scott. I knew, yeah. it, was, I knew, I knew it was Charles Scott. Smart, uh, smart. But no, you got it. You, you could not seem to grasp it yesterday, but you nailed it. That's exactly right. Way to go. I thought you were going to bring up my, uh, my lack of pronunciation of pterodactyl. Oh no! Yeah, Trevor or uh, Roush. Trevor thought that the flying dinosaur that was ginormous was always called and spelled pterodacto. <laughs> yes, that's fair. T e r r a dash d a c t o. Pterodacto. Okay. Two things. Like a big pterodacto. <laughs> oh no! I stubbed my pterodacto. <laughs> I told Rutherford yesterday, it's like, you know, the, the, the famous fam- uh, Thanksgiving scene with the turkeys and WKRP. God is my witness. I thought that's how it was pronounced. I've been doing it my whole – this isn't like when I call it episode. 
right? I know I'm, it's, a, it's a, a, a bad pronunciation. I know I'm doing it wrong, but can't help it. I thought it was, as God is my witness, I thought it was pterodactyl. And this well, is, by the way, if you're out there, and TJ used a prime example, this is why you send your kids to private school and not to public schools. Well, we, <laughs> we've, all, we've all been there, but, you know, not maybe normally when we're, like, in our mid-30s or however early, early to mid-30s, however old you are. I mean, I wanted to ask, I almost kind of part of me wanted to ask Rutherford, like, is this more embarrassing than when your last host thought it was Gist? Oh yeah, I mean it's right up there with that. Oh, come on, it's not that bad. It's right up there. It's right up there with that. Roush, Trevor's turned into the John Ramsey oh. of the Rutherford show. Oh, he's wow. he's like talking about how there's a path to the ACC championship game and how U of L's defense, despite their numbers being terrible, is actually better. You just can't look at the numbers that prove him wrong because they're not they're not good. He's turned into the John Ramsey. Rutherford must have that impact on folks. I, hey, I've been on here. Dude, trust me, it's not just Ram Rutherford that's inherited it all week this week. I'm telling you, I've predicted it right now. Kentucky crew goes goes into the Louisville game undefeated. Louisville goes into that game top of the heap, and I do emphasize heap when I talk about the ACC as, as the leader of the Atlantic or Coastal Hill. I don't remember. Yeah, we get it. You think you have? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. it's not going to happen. And you know, what's hilarious is I texted this in yesterday, Roush. I was like, "Hey, Trevor, let's put a little coin on the game. What does Trevor do? That coward." Get shaved up, Trevor, Cat Walker. You said, how many points can I get? Well, you, you're, hey, I want points. What am, I, what am I supposed to be, a sucker? At least give me a little bit of, you know, put a net down there for me, at least when I'm walking the tightrope. Yeah, you are a coward. I, I'm a coward. You never replied. And don't, <laughs> don't give me the I was knee deep in Lucy poop. <laughs> yeah, probably uh, probably wouldn't have been alive if I had even said that. But uh, no, I, I'm 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 still very confident in Kentucky's chances against uh, against Louisville later in the yeah. season. Yeah, and also Trevor, I like your optimism that Kentucky can can beat Georgia. Uh, not not so sure I'm gonna go down the twenty four and a half is uh man that's a lot i like that i've been wrong though on my my confidence in kentucky beating georgia in the past i think finally it's taken about 10 years but i think that that table is about to turn for me on that prediction i hope you're right that's been that's been the one hurdle for for stoops for the most part but roush can i just ask you like a few quick hitters that maybe some of our listeners kind of have questions on Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. I certainly do just kind of, again, not being able to to talk about sports two hours a day, all day or uh, every day this week. All right. First thing, how, how long, how long realistically you think for Josh and Bully? Uh, I think, I think Josh will just be through the bye week. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that Ooh. he'll be back for that Mississippi state game. But gotta have uh, him that Mississippi state game. Yeah. Um, I think you can beat LSU without him. You know, I don't think you, you're, you're beating Georgia with or without him. So I think you can survive. You need well, we need them for that back half for sure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm worried about Bully playing it all this year, man. Uh, just because four to six weeks is a timetable, but you tend to think like towards the end of that, especially with a guy his size. And I think the six week mark is like New Mexico State. So you know, I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot worth rushing back for if you can't be there for that Tennessee game. So uh, maybe he plays in the Louisville game. Um, You could get him in that New Mexico game, just kind of New Mexico State game, and just kind of get his legs underneath him, get him a few reps, and then hope mm -hmm. that most of the rust is shaken off for the Louisville game. And then, boom, you get more rehab rest up and 
what should most likely be a pretty important bowl game, Roush. You 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 would definitely want him for that. Yeah, so yeah. Even, I would say I hope he can come back. I know you're right. Four to six weeks. If you have one minor setback, then good night. Like you're not playing again the rest of the season. So obviously cause for concern. But I am optimistic that hopefully we can see him, even if it means just for Louisville or just for the bowl game. Um, you want him. He's a really good player, and that's that stinks. And you you knew as soon as you heard ankle for a guy his size that it's like this is this is serious. Yeah, yeah. I'm also uh, pretty confident that Dekel Crowdis is they're just gonna do the four games at the end of the year and got him keep his red shirt. Mm. I don't I don't know why they would rush him back at this point. You know, like how much good is he gonna do do you? So I I would say that they're just gonna save him, let him get in against a couple of the bad teams, including Louisville, and then may- maybe potentially in the bowl game. But yeah, I think they're going to save his four games and let him redshirt. All right, let me let me continue with the the kind of quick hitters that I have, and maybe some other Kentucky fans have as well. Who do you who, who do you impact? Who are some of the coaches and players are saying may step up in Josh's absence? We know we know for Bowley, you've got a lot of talent there, young guys, but a lot of talent for Josh. I think that's a bigger question mark. What do you what are you thinking? I actually think of all people, Jatan McLean. Uh, the running back. Whoa. Everybody yeah. at collectively do the little brain explode thing with your head where you go. Poof. I did the Google thing to find out who the hell he's talking about. Oh, he's part of the Lexington six. See, it's got on. <laughs> you all, Sorry, you all embarrass bro. yourself with that. Oh, embarrass yourself with that. We embarrassed ourselves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead, Roush. But I, excuse me. I, I think McLean, he he's one of those that they can count on one of the few and you can't say that about a lot of receivers isaiah epps has been good against group of five non non power five teams i don't know how much he's going to be able to get open this week against this lsu team against press coverage so that's why i think ultimately mclean having him out in the slot out there in some sets i think he's just a better route runner a better receiver a better pass catcher than cavassier smoke I feel like it just it makes the most sense of all right here's at least one guy that we haven't seen that I really do think can be a reliable weapon now is that a like how many many targets does that mean for him I don't know three like I'm at the point to TJ where it's just like just throw it to Wandale 15 times and nobody else I'm totally cool with it he is the best just give him the ball just give him the ball I do also wonder how much Kentucky is going to continue to kind of stat hunt with Wandell. And you do need to be careful with that because you don't want to overuse him and get him hurt. Uh, but you know they love telling recruits that like, oh, leading receiver in the SEC? Uh, Wandell. If we, if we get more guys like Wandell, then we're going to have more yeah. leading receivers. Yeah. And, and it is funny because like Will Levis's numbers are so – um, but you still have one of the best receivers in the conference statistics wise. It's it, another mind blown situation, but uh, I, I love it. I'm fine with that. As long as he can stay healthy, which, you know, you can't, there's nothing really you can do to, to make that happen. But I love McLean. I, it wouldn't be the least surprising thing in the world to see him bust a 70 yarder against LSU. It always seems like you get one random one from some random person in a big game at the Florida game. It was Wallace with the, with the return for the, you know, who would have ever predicted he'd have a huge impact in the game. I think McLean is a pretty wild, uh, or I think a semi hot take, but I, I like that. I'm fine with that. 
is um, how else is the depth at the wide receiver position? Could you see one of those freshmen that we talked so much about over the course of the offseason and last year's recruiting cycle, maybe at least getting a few catches? Because we're only probably talking about best case scenario, I don't know, 18 receptions to go around realistically. Yeah, right, right. And I, I think really it, Chauncey Magwood probably would make the most sense. The only thing is, is he kind of does, he kind of plays the same position as Wandale. So mm -hmm. I guess maybe you get Wandale playing Josh's position as a changeup. And I, I really think that the part of the kind of 10,000 feet looking at what's been wrong with the offense in the last few weeks is Cohen juggling this. How do we get certain people touches and what, because as much as you offensive football is about like getting the right guys open and finding just finding the open man and moving the sticks. A lot of it's just about putting the ball in your playmaker's hands. And I think he's been kind of pushed pull between how much do we give to Chris Rodriguez and Cavassier smoke and Wandell Robinson. And, and how often are we going to pull the trigger and, and let it rip deep? Uh, so I, I, I think, some of that, uh, the struggle, the internal struggle is who gets this many touches? And then I, I, ultimately that's where I don't, I don't know how many times they've even called plays where they've had, you know, more than two reads out there. Like a lot of times it's max protect. We've got two receivers out there. It's Wandale, another guy, and then take off and run. So I, that's where I, I don't know how much they'll need a young freshman, but if they did, it would be probably Chauncey Magwood. Gotcha. And, and Cohen's offense is tied in friendly, obviously. So maybe this is a game that you get a big touchdown reception out of Cummings or, or one of those guys steps up in a big way, makes a big play, gets a big first down when Kentucky needs it. And, and you, everybody would be naive to think it's not going to be a healthy dose of Chris Rodriguez and the running attack and allowing the, the big blue wall to do their thing and get established and, and let their presence be known. Big game for Dare, obviously. You're excited you got to be excited for him. Yeah, you hope yeah. he doesn't try to do too much, but you know he's going to be motivated to kind of punish that LSU defensive line. So uh, while I am going to keep an eye on the receivers, you are probably right to say it's it, don't don't worry about it too much. Don't worry about it uh, too much, and you still do have Wandell. So uh, I'm yeah. pumped. Up, I'm I'm pumped up for it. What else you got? Uh, four starters going to be out for LSU's defense. Like that's whoa, whoa. yeah, a defense that was already having its fair share of issues. Yeah, and I mean, Stingley's been out for two or three weeks, maybe. So, like, they're kind of used to it. But Major Burns, a lot of starts. Great um, name, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And then they've got a couple defensive linemen out. Their defensive tackle, Evans, who I don't think that's even public knowledge. So, boom, there you go. Um, that could be a big absence. Big yeah. absence. Uh, I hope Kentucky takes advantage of it. Uh, it seems like LSU fans are kind of split. There's there's a portion that thinks that, uh, hey, I, I don't even care if we really lose this game. If it helps get Orgeron out of here, then I'm then whatever it takes. And then there's another portion of the fan base that's like, this is the sneaky ranked opponent win that Orgeron always seems to get. He gets one of these a year, one that you're not really anticipating. Mm -hmm. You think things are about to go south, with the exception, obviously, of the championship year. You think things are about to go south, and he goes out there and, and steals one. I hope that portion of the fan base is very much wrong, but yes. it's going to be an absolutely gorgeous Saturday. Super lucky 
with the weather. Uh, Keeneland's going to be rocking and rolling, 20,000 people there, which is better than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Uh, I thought it was going to be less than that. I wish it was full capacity. Everything else is. But uh, Oh, and how about the Yum Center not making folks wear masks, but Rupp Arena is. That, I just found that interesting. I think Rupp's going to pull that off eventually, uh, pun intended, hey, at, uh... some, at some point. But it's going to be a beautiful day in Lexington. I hope folks can enjoy it, whether you can be there or not, at least have it on the old television. That's where I will be. Uh, we need to run to a doctor's appointment, Roush, but I know you're up against the hour, so you probably want to break yep. here anyways. We'll do a little um, double dip, but hey, good to good to hear from you. Good to talk to you. Good luck this weekend. Can't wait to meet Lucy. So happy for you guys. And uh, man, it's exciting times. Exciting times, Terry. It really is. We're, we're super blessed and we're super lucky and uh, just, just, just happy. Happy family, but yeah. Uh, it's a whirlwind for sure. It's definitely a, a change. No, it's going no to be that. even crazier when we win the lottery tonight. Am I uh, right, Trevor? Oh my God! Oh, you're right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> hey, Remind. I actually felt bad about this one too. Normally, I'm just like, eh, oh well. And I actually the, felt bad because like, I even told myself on like Wednesday. I think when I was doing this show, I was like, all right, take my nap, go to Rutherford, come back, get the get the uh, get the tickets. And in my defense, it was a really good AEW show Wednesday night. I got distracted. <laughs> I was like, I got to get home and watch the ladder match. And then it Download the app. Download the app. It makes it so much easier. There's no excuses for forgetting. But you know what? You can make it all up, like Ralph said, by just getting us a winner. And we, oh, won't, yeah. even, we won't even make fun of you anymore. I, wow. I, can't, I can't actually hold to that. But yeah, like we'll, do, we'll do our best. I'm going to send you all my... Uh, unsponsored picks of the week oh we gotta trevor do his best tj impression yeah you all have to do a tj and a justin impression i'm gonna send you the whole format you all can go over the scoring and the standings uh luck at being a one in 14 is absolutely (laughs) hysterical my prediction for uk lsu i'm gonna say cats 28 to 17 over the bayou bingles and can't wait to see it. I'll be listening to you all. I'll probably be texting in for the second hour. You all have got a full text line. By the way, texters that have already texted in, again, thank you all for the warm wishes. I, I've seen them and I've read them and I'll continue to do such. But everybody have a good weekend. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'll take us out. Be safe. We'll see you back here for hour number two. TJ Walker, Trevor Kelsey, Nick Roush, and Douglas, the producer. We'll be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back into hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nick Roush, Trevor Kelsey, Douglas the producer. Really happy to have TJ Walker back with us. Uh, If only just for a little bit before... He heads to the doctor's appointment with Lucy. She is so stinking cute. And especially being born during spooky season, they already had her in one little pumpkin outfit. I mean, the outfits are just going to be off the charts. Really, that's that's one... 
big downside to having a boy, Trevor. The outfits are nearly as cute as the girl outfit. So I'm sure Lucy is going to be a cutie patootie just all the time rocking out, just swagged out, just really drip, just drip. I mean, when you got you're like two and under, you can still put them in like the, the, the you know, I mean, you don't want to put them in a dress, but I mean, you can put them in the, you still put them in the pumpkin outfits and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, just you're, you're limited in how much cute stuff, like for the most part, it's just dinosaurs, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Like pterodactyls. Right. Like there's. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, thanks, TJ, because I know Nick wasn't listening to the Russell Show today. I thought I could avoid this uh, this morning, but hey, no, it's okay. Oh, I love it. Can't, <laughs> people don't forget. And we're not going to forget you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You stop at Thornton's, you get yourself a coffee, you swipe your Thornton's refreshing reward card, you text it in the show, we read it on the air. And Trevor, I have a Thornton story from yesterday. Ooh. So... uh because the, the Third Street Thorns is a high-class establishment. Aren't they all? Uh, and so, no, they all, but especially this one. Okay. And so I was going to go in there. I was going to – the best part is, is their ATMs are my bank. I've had – I've been in PNC forever. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go to the ATM. I'll grab some beers. And you know what? I'll get Duke a slushy. You know, I'll, I'll a little treat yourself before I get some gas, too. It'd be a nice one-stop shop. Is he a cherry or blue raspberry kid? It well, here's the thing. I, I went to get the cherry. He doesn't care. I went to get the cherry and it was a different they have so many different slushies that the red wasn't the cherry. It was like oh. a watermelon or something. They have like 12 different slushies at Thorns. It's pretty I could awesome. watermelon. That wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but it was different though. I I, I did not expect that flavor. I <laughs> yeah, respecting it, it was yeah. just like, whoa, this is different. But I, I go in, first thing I do, I'm like, all right, we'll get cash at the ATM first. Put in my ATM card, the debit card that I've had for, I don't know, my adult life. Well, uh, I feel like it's probably you had an update. I mean, I just had to get a debit card because they do expire. Like yeah, yeah. But you, you keep the same pin. Now, Oh yeah, yeah. at one point in college, I lost it. And inst- like they sent me a new one and a new pin number. So instead of changing my pin number, I was just like, well, I'll remember this one. Yeah, makes sense. I, so that was... 12 10 years ago at least when that happened put my debit card in completely forgot my pin number just out of my brain it's it's like it never even happened why didn't you just use your card at the register as as a credit card and then and then it get cash back it's it's I, I thought you had to use your pin you have to use your pin if you get cash back i'm pretty oh, sure you do see yeah. i don't usually get cash back so i didn't know that that's, that's what i mean so like i and i tried i for whatever reason i was using I never use the wife's card to get money out either. I knew her pin number. I tried five other pin numbers. None of them would work. I feel like a real big doofus. Um, but so I ended up just Venmoing a friend who brought cash to the poker game, which I could have won, and I just completely crapped the bed. At I that was point. poker night last night. Yeah, man. It, it Trevor. It was one of those things where I was hitting some hands, and it was like the best I've ever played. And I just needed to hit one more, and I win the whole thing. And I kept chasing that last one. And nah. instead of chopping up, I, I, I still came out ahead, but it was like two hundred dollars that were just in my pocket, and I took it for granted. No, no, granted. come on, Ralph. Yeah, it was it was poor performance, but we don't need to talk more about that. We do need to talk more about Kentucky versus LSU. Uh, briefly, Louisville, Virginia, Trevor. Yeah, 
this is this is going to be crazy, right? Like, there's no way this game isn't weird. I mean, more likely the way the way Louisville has been kind of just last year. Or so yeah, there's something weird and likely will happen. I mean, I mean, we saw what happened last week with the Wake Forest game and in the end of the half. I mean, that's as quirky as you can sometimes get. Maybe not on the levels of the fake fair catch against UConn, but still at its levels of quirkiness. Uh, I, I, I mean, maybe it's I'm too confident for coming off a loss against Wake Forest, but I'm a TJ. I just I, Virginia just. I mean, they're not. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I don't think there's a really too many. I mean, there's some bad teams ACC, but I don't think there's really a great team. Mostly, it's average. A little was right there in the mix of it. But I just, I just looking at this matchup. I, I just, this is a game. I think it feels like Virginia is so bad against the run. They're not a great defensive team, and they've shown against Wake Forest that they can't. Their offense can be slowed down. They only scored 17 points against Wake Forest. Really, in Wake Forest's defense firsthand. I mean, it's not that great. So I, I just I think that I, I, I'm, I'm a TJ. I really feel like this is a a heavy cats cards parlay weekend. Watch them both just get smoked, uh, which would be probably poetic if I'm betting them both. But I just I really do like the cards this weekend. I just think it's I mean they're going to give up some passing yards, but I'm hoping at least if it's if they're going to give up the passing yards, it's going to be kind of like the Florida State kind of scenario where but not as close. Where they get kind of up big and they just kind of, you know, Saturday wants to play close to the best, wants to run the ball, eat some clock. And just the other team, Virginia is forced to pass the ball down, you know, 17 points. And as a result, you know, they're getting, you know, maybe a touchdown or 10 points off of it, just off can maybe guard, you know, a little bit of garbage points and a lot of garbage yards. That makes it. Yeah. Kind of like the garbage teams that are playing them, right? Yeah. Oh, no. No, you're not. You're actually going to play like, 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 like the ATM told you, you are wrong. All right. That is incorrect, sir. Please leave us alone before we call the police. Uh, yes, that's, I like Louisville this weekend. I don't know if I should be this confident. It's mm-hmm. honestly the most confident I've been going into a game short of, I mean, EKU doesn't count, but uh, I'd say Florida State. I mean, I was ultra, ultra confident in that game. I think I had right, right reason to be. I would like to see the game go a little bit bigger in Louisville's side of victory, but. Uh, I, I'm I'm very kind. I'm as we do on the Rutherford show. We like to tell our levels of confidence. I'm in a seven and a half right now, going into seven. Ooh, so seven and a half. That, that's nice. pretty confident for me. You know, I'm a little. I can be kind of the negative Nancy. So I am. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm. I'm beginning. I'm. You know, I'm probably if I was a Kentucky fan going to LSU, I'd probably be around this probably a six and a half seven as well for confidence. Where Where does your confidence lie going into this LSU game in terms of the, the Kentucky coming away with a victory? Honestly. Don't go Freddie Maggard on me. And I saw your tweet. Yeah, because he's very down on the offense right now. Hey, I'm still. I, he, he's no never going to live down 10 draft picks for me, okay? <laughs> he's never going to live that. All right. It, that also would have been much closer if CJ Conrad doesn't have a freaking heart condition oh, right give before me, the. Give me the excuse. At, at the combine. <laughs> like, good gravy. Um, no, I'm, I'm actually kind of with you around seven, seven and a half ish. Uh, I, I, I'm just, this is such a weird spot, you know, like I, I think that's the one thing I can't get my mind around completely with this game is that we're not used to being in this spot where you're coming off of a top 10 win and then you're playing a traditional power at home in front of a sold out crowd that isn't up to traditional power strengths. So like, I feel like Kentucky should be poised to play a good game, but 
I'm also just like, I, I've never been here before, so I don't really know what to do. That's really where my skepticism is coming from. So it's probably closer to like a seven. Actually, I'm at a 6.9 right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a, I, I can confidently <laughs> say I'm at a 6.9. I will say that um, I'm at a, probably about an 8.9 or a 9.5 on confidence that Kentucky's going to get another football commitment today. Could cool. be back-to-back uh, -back Fridays with uh, commitments. Uh, Caden Mormon, he goes to Franklin County. He's a flyer. Uh, got offered. His first offer was by Wisconsin this offseason. Kentucky swoops in. He likes what he's hearing. He attended the Florida game last week. Uh, he's a he's a high school junior. I, I believe he's ultimately going to pick the Cats over the Badgers this afternoon. Really, really talented player. Uh, and, man, Kentucky, he, he fits the bill of a lot of guys they've recruited. Love the home state guys. So this could be a nice pickup, Trevor. Another Kentucky kid going to Kentucky. Another Kentucky kid not going to Louisville. Well, he's not from Louisville, though, right? He's, he's right, Frankfurt. Which, yeah. Frankfurt, you, hey, you know what, what? Yeah, we've, we've had a lot of beef with Frankfurt on this show yeah. on the Thornton's text line. I think we're going to have to chill off on our Frankfurt beef. I think we are. Listen, as a Louisville fan, not that I wouldn't, I would love to steal every player from Kentucky from Kentucky in general, anywhere in the state, but I'm not, I'm not losing sleep as much when you're still, when you're taking kid, not that we even recruited this kid. But it's if we were, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, if we were, no, you weren't going to get him, you know. Well, it's it doesn't bother me. I mean, it obviously, will bother me a little bit, but not as much when you're coming into our backyard and taking our kids. That's that's like if you're going to go to Frankfurt or you know, you know, Eastern Kentucky or something. Frankfurt's kid, pretty close. Eh, it's like an hour or something. It's it's probably closer to Lexington is Louisville anyway, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. By about. 30 minutes, but Hey, one day he used to drive from Frankfurt to Louisville to work out. So well, good, for that far. good for one day. I'll send him a cookie. Uh, the oh, <laughs> cookies, cookies. Uh, I just, I, I, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me as much. Like when you're, when you're coming into our bag and you're coming to give me going to a man, like Isaiah Cummings or, you know, a Ballard or something and take a top recruit that Louisville should definitely be getting. Uh, unless they're going to go to like you know, you know, Alabama or something instead of us, then then I'm then I get really teed off. But hmm, this is not going to bother me now. I did, not to skip off recruiting, but because I did have one more LSU question for you. Now I don't even know if you okay. can answer. Have you? I, I'm sure you have. And I know you don't play LSU all the time. We play like once every four years or something. Is that how uh, seventeen? Is it really? They they actually so they played. I was at the game in fourteen at LSU that and they hadn't played in Lexington since 07. That's why there's so many 07 callbacks because this is LSU's first trip since well, that game. Not just even at Kentucky, but probably likely for my question, it would be at Kentucky. Has is this? I mean, again, not the first time I imagine. Maybe it is. Has Kentucky ever been favored against LSU? I mean, probably not. I mean, I was I thinking. Mean, no, no, they they definitely have Jerry Dardo. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say the like, '90s LSU teams. But like, I don't bad. have I don't have covering stats for like you. You can't get uh, gambling lines are too recent for to have old databases like that. But yes, this is well this the yeah. first time in a long time. So I mean, you could, you could look at the team's records and probably assume that there was a. I mean, if you if we go ten years from now. Or fourteen years from now, and we can't find an actual line going into this game. We can almost look at it and go, "Okay, let's use three two. They were they were in this case they would have. We can go past since we're three and two. Kentucky was five and zero was at home. I'm sure Kentucky was a favorite. 
I mean, there's got to like I see you're like the '90s. I don't have the the history of the pro the, the who programs in front of me. I was going to look it up here. In a but, second, but to your point though, Trevor, it is rare, and it's oh and yeah, that's why it's like it's kind of weird to be in this position. That's where some of my skepticism is. But I know that there's some Texers on the Thornton's text line that are confident, that are feeling good, and ready to watch the Cats win. Uh, I believe we I don't know if we said this yesterday or not. But Derek Stingley is the Davion Clowney is Manny Machado, which is he stunk for the Padres? I don't, I don't know. Uh, and that's know. that's that's a nod for me. No, he hasn't really stunk with the Padres. He's been solid. No, it's because I compared Stingley to the Clowney in terms of their how their their college careers handled. Then I kind of turned around and compared Clowney to Machado, but that was a different situation. That was on contracts. Ah, gotcha. Now gotcha. Clowney was kind of floating out there because no one really wanted to give him the money he thought he wanted. Machado was the same way. Remember Machado signed, I think. it was That was the weird year where Machado and uh, Bryce Harper both, <clears throat> excuse me, both signed like two weeks before the season started. And because they both wanted like 200-something million, whatever baseball players were up to now, uh, they both wanted and ended up getting it. But, they, I mean, it was like last – I mean, it was, it was just so crazy to see two players at that level uh, to just to go that long in a free agency and not get picked up, and then it, didn't, it wasn't because of the talent. It was just because no one wanted to really pay him the money. I guess. Right, right, right. Um, ooh, I like this. KRC text. Hey guys, two thoughts. I'd like your opinions on. Key to this game to me is LSU's motivation. They have a lot of talent, but have vastly underperformed. I'm worried they are going to come out ready to play with their backs against the wall. I'm also worried about UK bouncing with the big win last week. I'm looking ahead to Georgia. Yeah, I mean that that's another reason. Like why well, I'm kind of pumping the brakes, but not entirely. Like there's just like a oh man, I I can't I can't be this confident and it can't be this good to be true. So uh, you know, we and we don't know what's going on between their ears in either locker room. So a lot of it's gonna come be determined by who comes out more ready to play on Saturday. Hopefully Kentucky's ready to punch him in the mouth. By the way, I know you probably looked these stats up. Kentucky was five and four. You all used to play LSU, I guess, every year in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, I get you were you're five and four versus them in the nineties. You you clearly had to have been favorite, especially at home in some of those games. I mean, one you won like, I mean, you won thirty five to seventeen in ninety three against him. Boom. Which, by the way, I mean ninety three. That was still Bill Curry. I mean, how bad you want to talk about how bad Gernardo was? Peach Bowl year, baby. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would have been, yeah, 94. So you were probably, I would have to say, it's probably been 25 years, 26, 20, over 25 years since you've been favored, Benson. But, hey, you know, we'll just blame that on the fact that the rotation took such a dip after the 90s is why it's taken this long. Another texture says, the job opening that, or no, this was the same text. Second question. Job opening that worries me the most for Stoops is Penn State, if Franklin leaves USC. It's a traditional power in Stoops' recruiting territory, places style Stoops is comfortable with, is built up, and doesn't have playoff or bust expectations. Sorry for the long text. See you in the orange line. I'll be honest with you. I, I agree with the texture. It does seem a perfect fit. But also, on the other hand, this goes to kind of like we, we, the global fans have talked about Charlie Strong in the past going to Texas. I just can't see – I don't know if Stoops can handle a, a program with the – insanity that comes with Penn State. You know, that was the thing with Charlie Strong. Like, Louisville fans were like, at least in my case, I was like, I understand it. I get you, it's Texas. I mean, you can, you know, same thing when Petrino left for the Falcons. It was like, you fans want to get mad at them for leaving. You can add maybe the way that one of them left. But it's like, you can't, no matter how good they've gotten Louisville to be, 
it's Texas and it's the NFL. I mean, you just you got to accept it. And but with Charlie Strong, it was Texas. I mean, Charlie Strong was such a just it was just such a weird. I I get how it's so enticing to go to it, but he doesn't like he wasn't a big media guy. Not that Stoops is isn't, but you know, in this case, Strong wasn't a big media guy. He just wasn't. Wasn't comfortable with a lot of things, and you're going to Texas. It has its own network, and I mean, it's fan crazy. I'm not saying Stoops couldn't handle it. I, I just don't see it him being it, him being comfortable with that. I think he is more in yeah, his house being mean, it somewhere like Kentucky. I just thought it was hilarious that that became a talking point yesterday, just because Bruce Feldman dropped his name in a tweet. Like you all don't <laughs> fall for Jimmy Sexton's goons. Like we, we've that, been agent, there, trust me. <laughs> that agent leaks out. Like he just wants to have Stoops's name out there so he can get a raise at the end of the year. Oh, God, I really he, think Stoops is comfortable. Stoops gets what I like think he's comfortable, week, man. I mean, I mean, how many extensions does Stoops need? He's, he's isn't he signed to like 2064. That's what I mean. Like, I'm taking his contract that says even if he dies, they're gonna like put his head into like a jar like Futurama, and he's gonna coach from that. I just think that it's uh, it's a little silly to get all hot and bothered about coaching search stuff. Like, and also like, yes, that does make sense, but there doesn't seem to be a perfect fit anywhere. It is. I, a double I think he's got a pretty good fit now. You know. It's a double-edged sword. Uh, again, I mean, I this isn't like a, a, a making a joke, but it's somewhat of a poking the bear and, and humor that you know. Look, we I've been in this situation with our coaches at Louisville. I know you haven't been in it at all ever, and this is kind of your first go around with the, you know, the teasing and the threat of losing the coach because you are who you are, being Kentucky, we being who we were at Louisville, and bigger programs sniffing because they've done so well. It's Man, it's it's a double-edged sword, dude. Because you you want obviously to be so well, but then you, in the back mind, you're like, you right. Know. But here here's the thing, Trevor. It's all kind of silly to waste a lot of oxygen on this right now. Right it now, is. that's for the yeah. That's for and, and also, if you keep him past this year, Stoops ain't going anywhere. Like if if they have a big year and he stays after this year, the the one thing that would be kind of worrisome is you think a lot of big jobs could be along with USC LSU could be like, there's some, there's some jobs that can move people around and you yeah. just hope that he doesn't get swooped up in it. But that's, that's our conversation for another day. I want to read two quick texts before we get Adam Luckett on to talk okay. some more ball, get our picks of the week. Hey gents, congratulations, Mr. Papa Walker and family. What a week for the KFC peeps, huh? Miss Rouse of the game, but thankfully ran into Drew Franklin, who compelled me to go ahead with my UK money line and under parlay. Wow. Well done there, Rocket City Rob. Anywho, question. Should I get ticks for the LSU game or wait to get them for the glory in the hedges? No, get both. So, so pumped for the team's potential this year and future. Keep up the great work, dads and non-dad. Um, man, if you've never been between the hedges... I would I would love to go. I'm not even a and you're you're yeah. and you're pretty close, Rocket City Rob, to I mean it's you know a stone's throw from Atlanta. If you've never been, I, I would just say I would you know what? Yeah, because because you're kind of with house money right now, and this is uh you don't know what you're gonna get from this LSU game. So, you know, I would, it, I would wait. We're we're gonna be at that uh, Georgia game too, by the way. Adam Luckett's coming with me. We got to prove we're gonna be partying up. So if you go to Georgia, Rocket City, Rob, I can guarantee you we're gonna be getting more than one beer together. If Kentucky wins the SEC East, and with Lucy being born in this year, should should EJ be forced to change her middle name to Stoops? Uh, no, it would be 
Uh, Lucy Levis. <laughs> That's a cool Levis. name, actually. That's a pretty cool name. <laughs> nice to know that the U of L culture permeates all who go there. Terrence Williams was the alleged ringleader of 17 other NBAers who defrauded uh, the league's health insurance. Yeah, we. I think we can save that for after the break. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't want you don't well, want to get into it right well, now. I mean, no, we can get into it after the break. But I figure if we can bring Adam on, he's a Bengals fan. If anyone knows about his, the, the players committing crimes, he can help me out with this. What Still making that joke, eh? <laughs> yes, A. What are you, what are you the Canadian Cincinnati fan? Come on. <laughs> oh, suck it, buddy. Let's get to our break. Love We're going to come back, have our picks of the week, tell you know what we think is going to happen in LSU, Kentucky, and make fun of Louisville. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. I'm so in love with you, honey. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call, Roll Big call. X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Nick Roush, Trevor Kelsey, Douglas producer, and now joined by Adam Luckett. We're... Before we talk football, let's make fun of Lovell uh, quickly. Uh, <laughs> Very quickly, please. Um, look at, we have another hilarious uh, scandal. This time it's with T-Will, very uh, popular player around yeah. these parts uh, about a decade ago. He got caught defrauding the NBA's insurance company because he was forging invoices, like fake invoices to cash. And they caught on because he had grammatical errors in the invoices. No, that's first of all, suck it. That's not what got him caught. Uh, that's I, that's kind of what got him uh, caught. Honestly, I wish that did is what got him caught because that that while that's still funny, it's not as bad as the fact that it, what what tipped him off was that six of the players involved in this all put a claim in for like the same six root canals at the same time at the same dentist. Mm. I mean, it's like, can we communicate people here? Dentist to dentist? <laughs> I mean, can we, get, can we get a text thread going or something? I mean, uh, but then again, what do you expect? Listen, that Terrence, as a player, love you. Off the court, brother, what are you doing, man? Yeah, I mean, he's one of, he's got to be, like, he's one of the most popular Louisville players he, he, of the recent he, era, I would say, for sure. He's a very divided amongst the fans because – there, because people do for, I mean, maybe you forget little fans don't how his career somewhat ended with the poutiness against Michigan State and that elite eight game. It sputtered a little, yeah. yeah. And, and he, he was much better the previous year when they were the number one overall seed. And I think they beat what Georgetown in the Big East tournament. Well, the LA, right? the LA team lost in the elite eight to North Carolina. I think they were the three seed, I think. Or the but, but like his junior year, he was better, I think, than his senior year. If yeah, yeah. They, they were the three seed. They were the three seed because they beat Tennessee, who was the two seed, and then lost North Carolina, who was the one seed in LA. They were the one seed in 09 and lost to Michigan State, who was the, the two seed. But yeah, and, and they were sputtering. And there were moments like that uh, to, to, to give it to Kentucky fans, not to give it to them, but to, to relate to Kentucky fans, kind of Terrence Jones-like moments. You know, where you're like, what are you, come on, dude. Why, why are you acting that way? Maybe, you know, why are you doing that? You, Except you, Terrence you, Jones won a championship. 
Yeah, and it's it yep. Uh, <laughs> won a championship. Uh, oh, man, the the group of people I'm in this homeless guy, okay, in this fraudulent uh, conspiracy, it's a hilarious assembly of NBA players. Oh, like, it's great. Yeah, it's Darius great. Miles is thrown in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eddie Big Rob, Baby. Baby. Big Baby was in there. Uh, Tony Chad, Roten. Chad Brown. Uh, yeah, who was the guy that was the defensive player? Tony Allen. Yeah. Tony Allen. Uh, he's, oh, let's, he's let's probably not, the best player of the bunch. I would let, say. Let's, let's not player. forget uh, the 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 uh, the connect the, the connection to Calipari. Uh, CDR was in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he was. Uh, people forget uh, was, that he played. It was in a the who's who list of players who could not shoot. <laughs> yeah, you're actually not wrong on that. Uh, Eddie Robinson, a throwback name there, who had to have been the oldest one in the group because. I remember Eddie Robinson playing in the '90s. I even told a story about how I knew his agent. Uh, his agent was from Louisville, uh, and 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 used to tell me some funny stories about Eddie Robinson. Nah, I thought they were funny. The rest of the people told me they sucked, but nonetheless, uh, yeah. But T Will is your is your ringleader. Just I mean, Rob. And it's sad is that I had forgotten about this and was brought up and reminded. This is not <laughs> a. I can't imagine. I can't wait to see how the NCAA adds this to our fractions. Somehow. <laughs> and he, this is not even the he was not even the first Louisville player to get caught doing insurance fraud in the last like a couple of years. The hammer, Robert McHugh, the Louisville former linebacker, had mm-hmm. the same yeah. problem. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, so it, we're just like like what is it, people? Can we I mean just no respect for insurance companies out there from the University of Louisville. No respect. No, no respect at all. The farmers uh, are mad. Yeah. They're, they certainly are. I want to get a couple texts in before we get to our picks. Uh, congrats, TJ. Welcome to the show. Parenting is the best thing in the world. Also, heads up, we didn't want to tell you before, but your life is over for the next two years. And then right when you start feeling confident about your life and parenting, boom, another one pops out and it resets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great text. Great text in the show. Fellers, is there going to be another scrabble this year? Or scramble this year? Already October. What's the plan? Uh, probably uh, not because yeah. TJ just had a child. Uh, so I think TJ's going to be pushing for that scramble, though. Maybe here in a few, in about a month or so. Yeah, I mean, the bye week's two weeks away. Maybe we do something informal like that week. But you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm focused on our plans for Georgia. Like it, which uh, 24 and a half early line that Trevor brought up to us. Really, really enticed to go to Indiana this afternoon because it's a lot of points. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. Three touchdowns or so. I mean, what were they? It was eighteen last week against Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. Six, it's like is is. I think Kentucky's defense has has shown enough that they can. What? Yeah. Be six points better to like just to make this game nasty. You the know? thing yeah. with Arkansas's defense is they're playing that three two six dime. So Georgia just came out and ran the ball right down their throat. I do like Georgia covering the 16, I think, against Auburn this weekend, too, though, to be honest with you. Well, what's... they're eventually like, they're like, Georgia's great, but they're not going to keep covering these monster numbers. You're right. Eventually, yeah. the either the book's going to adjust or they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. So hopefully it'll be in time for when Kentucky makes that trip to Athens. But we got to get through this yes. week first. We got to get through this week. Uh, Tre- I'm just going to ask you what Trevor asked me scale of one to 10, how are we feeling? How confident are we? I would say an eight. I feel really good oh. about this game. I think it just—I just think it's a really good matchup for Kentucky. Um, this will be a bad time to remind you of Adam Luckett's record. I know, don't. <laughs> but I mean, I would you look, look on PT's locked. But just looking at it, 
LSU lives and dies on creating big plays in the passing game. What does Kentucky do best on defense? Take away big plays in the passing game. The de- this is a defense that struggles in situational football. They're in the hundreds in third down defense. They're in the hundreds in red zone defense. Kentucky, the two best things they do on offense to convert third downs on the year. It was bad last week, but for the year they've been really good. And then converting the red zone. Um, and then they've had struggles stopping the run, and Kentucky can run the ball. So I, I, I just think it's a good matchup for Kentucky. Um, like I said, the big worry is to me is just how banged up is Kentucky right now? You know, a couple players are out, but a couple more guys seem like they got tuned up there in the Florida game. And then just what is LSU's mindset? We talked about in the past, Ed Orgeron has been really good as a road dog at LSU, but this seems like a different set of circumstances. They're going to be out without, without multiple starters on defense. Um, they're going to try to run the ball, but they've had literally zero success running the football this year. So there's a lot of unknowns, I think, going into this game. But on paper, it seems like Kentucky should feel pretty good about the matchup. And Luckett feels really good about it, too. I, uh, man, it does worry. I'm, I, it worries me, all these people like in Kentucky right now, though. Well, I'm I curious. Think, well, I think a lot of it, Nick, it's just the, the helmet logos and the recruiting rankings. Yeah. But we're five games into the season. And, you know, we've got a good amount of data and I test and we've seen LSU play three legitimate teams at this point in the season. I mean, if you did the blind, like what they do with the NCAA tournament stuff and you put the two, you know, stats next to each other, right. you take, I can think Adam says, you take away the LSU logo, you take away the UK logo and you just show what these two teams, I mean, you ask, you do a family feud survey of hundred people and I guarantee 95 of them are probably picking Kentucky, obviously just off that alone. What do yeah. we, have you all seen, uh, like what, what do we expect the conversation, like the college game day conversation about this game to be, or is it like, on hot seat? Yes. Okay. So it's, it's, as long as it's not about Kentucky, I'm happy because that is, has been one thing. Kentucky has gotten a lot of press. You got Will Levis on that SEC show. Chris Rodriguez is going on fine bomb. Stoops is on sports center. Like I, yeah. I, I do get a little worried whenever you become the hot team that everybody's talking about. There is going to be some, you know, why aren't we talking about Stoops more? I think you're going to hear that from Herb Street on game day. Yeah. Um, it's from other people on the SEC show. But the main talking point here is it's the LSU hot seat. I mean, that's what it is. Um, mm. And so maybe, maybe you know, like you said, Kentucky avoids that talk for a week, I guess. But but yeah. to me, like Kentucky's 5-0, and and that t- they've done that without winning the turnover margin once in a game. Law That's of averages, good. just like <laughs> That's for my, crazy just too. like for Luckett's law of averages here on PT Picks of the Weeks. That's eventually going to go the other way. Like eventually, they're going to win the turnover <laughs> margin. Eventually, I'm going to have a winning weekend. And so, what uh... what what, <laughs> what happens when that? <laughs> like, what? How much better do they look when they start doing that? That's the thing I want to see. Um, and hope gotcha. if they start. Well, I think if it starts this weekend, I think they have a very good chance to kind of have a statement win if they can finally win a turnover well, battle. Luckett, let's see if you turn around on the picks battle. Uh, one in 14. Man, not great this year, but hey, we all got to bounce back at some point. I believe I'm still firmly in the lead, even though I think it was a one and two week for me last week. Since TJ and Scoots aren't here, we do have their picks. Trevor, I texted you TJ's picks. Do we have Scoots picks? I have Scoots picks. And 
No, no, I'm gonna because I've got a really good scooter dingus impression. I've been working, oh, okay. so I got I'm gonna roll it out today. Um, man, oh yeah, I have ten points. Justin up to nine. TJ has eight, and Wucket has one. So, <laughs> man, that is that is brutal. Uh, time to get the ship. Time to get the ship right. And I've got a heavy, I've got a heavy Big Ten flavor this week. And I don't know what it says about me as a person that like Harbaugh versus Frost, you want to talk about a coaching matchup nightmare at the Roush house. I hate it, but I actually really like this spot for Nebraska. They have the worst record in one score games since Scott Frost got there, but you know what? They can still lose that one score game and cover the three-point spread. I, I really liked it when it had the hook there. I'll probably buy it when I go to Indiana. But Nebraska plus three at home. Michigan, I, I feel like Michigan, their kind of luck is running dry. And this is a Scott Frost. Let's get Nebraska. They've covered in every game since that since that opening week loss to Illinois. So they're bouncing back here. Huskers get the cover. And now we kick it to the Scooter Dingus. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's all he says. That's, a, that's right. <laughs> all right. Justin has the worst pick in the history. Like this, this will go down as the dumbest pick ever made in picks of the week. He's got Vanderbilt plus thirty nine. Who is playing? Uh, Man, that's going to be a ride. <laughs> they're playing Florida. Thirty eight and a half is what I got. So, uh, so you're not getting that extra half point, Scooter. Uh, but man, 30 and a half against Florida. And you know, Dan wants to run up this score too, like it. That's going to be a ride. Best of luck to you, Scooter. <laughs> that, how many points does Vanderbilt need to cover that? That would be my question there. 17, 20. Oh, okay. Over your time, I was going to say 39, actually, technically, because it's minus 38. But uh... I mean, yeah, they would have to because Florida's just going to score whenever they want to against them, right? Yeah, I just don't know if they can get to 17 against that defense. That would be my big worry. There. Yeah, yeah. Florida's going right. to run for 500 yards, but Florida runs the ball, so maybe that helps milk the clock. Yeah, so that would be my worry. Uh, Trevor, T or hey, TJ. Hey, TJ. Uh, Nick. You were you're you're wrong on out of Nebraska, uh, Scott. Fro How dare you move your hate from Scott Frost away? Scott Frost is a bum. He's he almost ruined Wanda Robinson, as we're proving right now this season. Michigan is on a roll. The khakis are back, and Michigan is covering the three and a half in the cornstalk fields of of Nebraska. Michigan minus three for the sports talker, Mister Bucket. No, the the hook's gone. I've got the lines now. The hook's no, gone. We stole the hook. Yeah, uh, Bucket. What do you got? Similar to Kentucky, Wake Forest is a surprise undefeated team. Yeah, but the Demon Deacons are doing it the opposite way, Nick. They are they lead the ACC in turnover margin and takeaways forced. I'm going to fade them this week after the hot start. They've gotten some close wins here. Meanwhile, Syracuse has kind of been sneaky decent this season with a really good defense. It's, I think it's the number two defense in the ACC behind Clemson. Give me Syracuse at home in the Dome plus six. Dino, have those boys ready to go. I think Man. Syracuse is a sneaky play this week, maybe even be a live upset pick potentially. That's how you went 1-15. Oh, man, I love how often we're going against each other in these picks of the week because somebody's got that. They're on the other side of it later on down the road. I am going down the road to Iowa City, and 
man, just there's too many of those stats that are like James Franklin is 0-9 in games against top 10 teams. And Iowa's 15-0 as a home favorite. It just it, it feels like even though Iowa is getting a lot of turnover luck right now, I just I, I trust in them to be more stout at home. Iowa minus two over Penn State. Well, that's scary. I like that game too, personally, on my own level. So. Yeah. Scooter, what you got? Oh, Scooter Ding is here, and Scooter <laughs> is uh, – that's right. Um, suck it, cards. Virginia Cavaliers, plus two and a half. I do like I, I do like Virginia this week. Oh, man, I'm really more confident now about the game. I just went from seven and a half to eight and a half. It's like going from six to midnight. <laughs> uh, Trevor. I don't know. Who, who's this Trevor? I'm TJ. Hey, TJ. Hey, TJ. Uh, Nick, Scooter, you're both dinguses. Uh, Ole Miss, I love the hottie toddy. I love the haircuts. I just love Matt Carell because I hate Wayne, Wayne Gretzky's kid. And if you haven't heard, he beat him up in high school. I like Ole Miss to beat up Arkansas, too. They were a fraud last week and they're a fraud this week. Pig suey, screw that. Ole Miss minus five and a half unless you take my hook again. Um, I don't think I'm going to need to take it this time. Okay. <laughs> uh, Adam Bucket. Going to Red River. Ooh. Oklahoma versus Texas. Texas has bounced back a little bit since that Arkansas game, but Oklahoma will be the best line of scrimmage team they face since going against Arkansas. And in that game, they got beat up at the point of attack. It's been a slow start for Oklahoma, but I still think they have a better roster. I think they have the better coach. It's a small number, neutral site. Give me the Sooners. I'm going to lay the three points. Boomer Sooner. Nick, you know, I feel about Spencer rattled. I'm, I'm, I'm going against Nick. I mean, Adam on this one, too. By the way, Adam, you're pumping up Syracuse. You do realize they they, they blew a lead and lost to Florida State last week, right? Yeah, yeah and I also, also covered yeah, against and, Liberty. And Florida State also outgained Louisville and Wake Forest and could have won both those games. It wasn't I could have, should have, would have, buddy. All right, locks of the week. Lock it up. This one, ah, man, it's it's juicy. It looks great. The Burt Bowl. Brett Bielma is taking on his former team, hosting the Wisconsin Badgers, and I really just think that the Badgers are beaten, done, dead. They they've shown me nothing all year. It's gone up to Wisconsin plus, or excuse me, Illinois plus eleven. Man, Burt's going to keep this close. There, I, there's no doubt in my mind he's keeping this one close. Finding a line out, plus 11, lock it up. I almost agree with you on this one only because I hate Wisconsin this year. I lost on them against Penn State. I lost on them against Notre Dame. Yeah. I'm not touching Wisconsin with a 10-foot cheese curd. Nick, how upset are you going to be when Wisconsin covers that 14 to nothing? I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just kick the field goal. Oh, see, that's what's great is I can get a push on a 14 to three, you know? That could, that's definitely in the cards, I think. Yeah, backdoor, backdoor push. Uh, let's go to Scooter Dingus. That's right. Uh, look it, you can suck it. Uh, Pekins, <laughs> Wake Forest minus five and a half. Yeah, he, he's he's on the deeks. It's a, uh, give him six. Sorry. Okay, yeah. There we go. I'll give you, given Justin six with Wake Forest as his lock. Uh, Trevor Kelsey, TJ Walker, sports doctor. <laughs> Trevor slash Terry. Uh, guys, I just want you to know, this isn't a fanhood thing, but the lock of the week isn't Kentucky and LSU. It is the cards. 
Virginia is a fraud. Thomas Jefferson was a fraud. And Louisville was going to host the biggest game to where you may only see two stripes in that upper level next week against Boston College instead of three. Louisville minus one and a half against Virginia. Lock it up. It's done. Go card. Man, there's, there's right. just a lot. Anna has convinced me. A lot of people going against each other this week. I think yeah, the scoots have, against everybody. Yeah. Nick, I have that at two and a half. We get yeah, I do two too. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I even I thought it was two and a half. I was just like, man, just, I was already happy on this. DJ thing. can't get his lines right. Can't get his lines right. What can, can you get your walk right? Ooh, I'm, to say I'm due would be an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Another little fade play for me here. Tennessee scored 62 points last week. Where did that come from? A trillion yards of offense. Ran for over 400 yards. They're playing South Carolina. We saw South Carolina a couple weeks, Nick. We know how they like to play defense. They're not going to give up the big play. They're going to play their safeties deep. They'll give you stuff in the run game, but it's been but don't break, and then they'll force they'll try to force some turnovers, which they've been very good at this year, lead the SEC. Meanwhile, South Carolina on offense is bad. Um, it's the worst offense in the SEC outside of Vanderbilt. Because of that, I like the under here. Oh, South Carolina is going to take away the big play from Tennessee, and they struggle to move the ball if they cannot get big plays. Meanwhile, South Carolina's offense is going to struggle to move the ball, put points up. Give me the under 56 and a half. 56 and a half, excuse me, there in the mm-hmm. stadium. Jeez, wow. uh, does does uh, South Carolina still start a graduate co- assistant, a grad, graduate nope. quarterback? They got their he quarterback back. Playing. Yeah, he, he was not playing against Kentucky three weeks ago, Trevor. So I thought I, 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 I follow South Carolina that thoroughly. Come on. I mean, uh, like it. I need a score prediction for Kentucky LSU. I know you're feeling good. How good are you feeling? How many points did the Cats score? Does the offense get back on track? Kentucky 28, LSU 17. Oh, touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Adam and Terry with DJ with the same prediction score, by the way. Oh, man. That's eerie. I do not, I do okay, not Kentucky, like this. Kentucky 28, LSU 16. <laughs> but the theory is they both took that score. It's probably the score I would have picked, but now I got to do something different because I don't want to be like one of the, just another clone in the KRC group. Oh gosh. We can't have KRC clones out here. Um, we do got to read these texts, but like it, appreciate it. We're going to give our predictions after we wrap up the Thornton's text line, but you're the man and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. when we get this dub. Gonna who, go day eat this, a w. who day this weekend, Adam, take out the Packers. Please. Joe Burrow. And also, LSU fans, it's okay. You'll lose Saturday, but Joe Burrow, Sunday. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Happy. That's a good consolation uh, prize. Like it. We'll see you then. Uh, Go, Cats. And Trevor, back to this Thornton's text line. Uh, Texter 502 414 1450 says, Congrats, TJ. Really happy for you, man. Thanks for being on the show this week, Trevor. Nice job, Nick. Thanks. Douglas, suck it, podcast texters. Hashtag roll call familia. Oh man, that was I, I like that. Just a good all in all. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to you for listening, texter, and texting yeah. in. Um, another texter. Don't you put that ish on public schools? Harvard couldn't have made you try or give a damn, Trevor. The only way I'm going to Harvard is how high was the documentary. Okay, that's the only way I'm based on a true story. Yeah, it's a true story exactly. Ooh. Uh, this is this this is a really good one. My favorite dinosaur is the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> In my defense, there is no pterodactyls 
in Jurassic Park. So therefore, we'll have much with the learn. There was in the no, there there was in the third no. one, and yeah, there was the in one. the third one was good. That was still oh. with the OG cast. No, the third one was awful. Where they where they 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 stole the uh, the, the 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 Velociraptor eggs, and he starts like talking to the Velociraptor with other little. No, like, that was not that was that was the second. One. Oh wait, actually, no, that was yeah, the third you're one. right. Yeah. yeah, he he like blows through the thing. Yeah. yeah, they were like, we're gonna go all budget and bring in William H Macy, and yeah, got a kid surviving on the island by himself for like a month. And yeah. Yeah, come on, I mean, the second one at least had Goldblum with some good one liners. Other than that, the second one wasn't very good either. Yeah, yeah, the OG really is the best there. But enough yeah. T Rex, Tyrannosaurus Rex talk. John here. <laughs> Good morning to all, and congrats again, TJ. Enjoy being a father. It's great. Wow. What a busy weekend for sports. First off, Cats keep the winning up and will win by two touchdowns. Then Chiefs versus Bills. I got the Chiefs by four. Last but not least, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury 3. Here's a fight I can actually talk about. I can actually talk about this one because it's a real fight. He's got Wilder to win. Who do you have? Have a great weekend. I don't – is that Saturday night? I could – Oh, yeah, I don't I don't watch I like what here's the thing. I really like Deontay Wilder. The problem is is he's just he's Fury's just so much bigger. Like yeah. he can just overpower him. I, I enjoy Deontay Wilder fights, uh, but I, I don't think he can get it done. Fury, I, it's gonna be Saturday night and Fury's gonna win in like nine rounds. I'm gonna go just to be contrarian to you. I'm gonna go Wilder, even though I, I know their names, but that's the limit of my knowledge to them. So Yeah, well, suck it, buddy. I'm sorry. Get that mojo flowing, fellas. Shout out to Taylor and Aaron. The Cats are going to beat Ellis, who by almost three touchdowns love this team. Love you guys. Roll call. It's not Frank, it's Allen. You remember when Georgia did that video to make fun of LSU going into like the SEC title game when they had, I think it was like in 2008, and it was the LSU who video. No. They had, they had, they had, uh, yeah, it's all man. I'll find it and send it to you after the show. It's it's so great. They're like making fun of Tyrone Matthau and or whatever his name is. Right? Oh my gosh. That you could not have butchered that any worse, Trevor. Oh well, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yo, I could have, Trevor. Man, that was bad. That was really bad. I think I called, I think I mixed him up with Walter Matthau. <laughs> yeah, you definitely did. You definitely <laughs> did. Let's do look just alike. <laughs> Texture says the dumb button does exist on KRC. It does exist. We we I, found out today that I, it's there. I'm gonna find out after the show. Douglas, I'm gonna give you a call after the show here. Like, just let me know what, what we said. No. I remember Eddie Robinson too. Trevor thought he died in the '90s, and Doug Williams replaced him. Yeah, he takes her nice joke. It's what the, the, the surname Eddie and, and uh, prename uh, prename Eddie surname Robinson are pretty both pretty common. But prename yeah. yeah, surname prename. I don't know what the hell. Shut up. Fuck it. Early. I need to get my I need to get my KRC nap in before the Rutherford show. Uh, not gonna lie, Trevor's impersonation is good and it hurts, and that was from TJ. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was that good. You're just too generous, TJ. Oh, I'm horrible impersonations. I wish I was better. Oh man, should we like lock it loving this? No, we should not. <laughs> it makes me work too, and I'm I'm betting the game. Myself. Actually, to be to be fair, uh, I, I think his is against the spread and not just like how he's feeling about games. But Trevor, I do I need to hear a score prediction from you. What's Kentucky going to win by? Oh, man. this is t- I liked both their predictions, which scares me. Um, I'm going to say I'm going Cats. I'm going cover. I'm going to go Kentucky 27 because <laughs> I don't, can't get them over 30. I'm going to say Kentucky 27, LSU 20. Mm, man, well, I hate to be the poo-poo patrol. 
but my mind my mind i've I've become more pessimistic throughout the show and i think lsu is actually going to upset kentucky at kroger field 21 17 oh Uh, are you just playing the the opposite card here i'm not i'm not feeling good about this game maybe my mind will change before kickoff but We'll see. What do you think? What do you think about the Louisville game against Virginia? You got a score prediction on that? Chaos, chaos. Louisville loses a close one. Walk rubs it in everybody's face. Hey, thank you all for listening. Tune in this week, Trevor. I appreciate you so much, buddy, for coming on. Not coming back next week, dude. TJ. I mean, you took like a month and a half off of paternity. I mean, how much is TJ taking off? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see how busy he is. I'll be. I could be here if you need me. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for double dipping. And thanks to you all for listening. Thanks to Douglas for running the board. We're going to have a lot more KRC after we enjoy a fantastic Saturday in a sold-out Kroger field. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. For Trevor Kelsey, I'm Nick Roush. We'll see you later on Kentucky Roll Call. That's